Hey everyone, welcome back to Porcelain Peak. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm John. And we are here with episode 8. Big uh, milestone. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually a milestone. So this week we are going to be discussing the Thanks classic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if classic is, is anything that needs to be around this movie, but we'll... We'll dig in. We'll, well dig there, in. There aren't a lot of horror-themed Thanksgiving movies, so I feel like it has a special place. But before we get into that, we would like to mention that uh, we had a bonus episode where we sat down and watched this movie with a couple of buddies and talked, I guess, over it. Yeah, had a few uh, a few brews, uh, and we uh, cackled over it maniacally, mostly <laughs> me, but uh, it was... a. An enjoyable experience, I think, that if you're going to watch this movie, Alcohol and Friends is definitely the best way to do it. Yeah, and you can uh, kind of watch it with us. So if you want, go back to that bonus episode from Thanksgiving and check that out, and we'll uh, laugh together (laughs) at the ridiculousness. But we'll get into that in a little bit. First, we want to talk about some horror sci-fi news, some things that we forgot to mention, Um, some big stuff, though. Behind the Iron Veil a little bit. Uh, it's with podcasts, sometimes you end up behind the news cycle a little bit. You know, if you record multiple episodes in a sitting or something like that. Uh, so things just didn't quite line up as far as us releasing news on uh, the last standard episode that we released. But there are some big things that happened in between now and then. So I think that we should definitely break some of those down and talk about them. First, we can get into the new Chucky slash child's play slash whatever trailer that was released <laughs> that's not part of the original storyline it's going to be in theaters and it's going to be its own thing yeah and they released the first teaser for that and this was very much a teaser which was pretty cool and it's pretty eerie too did you get a chance to see it i haven't checked it out yet I, i'm definitely i intend to uh, after recording we'll we'll take a look at it yeah, it's very creepy i don't know how else to describe it but i mean i i really enjoy moving the concept past the camp a little bit i mean the camp is kind of part of the thing i mean based on the era when the original child's play came out they just kind of snowballed into that that hard camp corner where few things exist outside of child's play evil dead you know those sorts of things they all exist in this one corner where some people like it and some people don't. Uh, I would like to see a little closer to you know that original and get a little bit back to the horror roots of it rather than it just being kind of goofy and slapstick. Well, they did that with the last two installments of the regular storyline yeah. where Curse and Colt are less like Over the seed. Top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so anyway, this trailer for this movie, the movie is going to be called Charles, which – just reminds me of X-Men. <laughs> Charles. Charles. Charles Xavier. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe it's going to focus a little bit more about Charles Lee Ray. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see maybe a bit of him killing. That um, would be dope to yeah. actually get like the man behind the doll, you know, get yeah. a little bit more of the soul that, we, that we've dealt with, you know, just in his original human form. That'd be pretty interesting. Yes. And since Chucky is basically all voice, it's going to be... Weird to see... Uh, An embodiment. Yeah, and to see somebody else, or to hear somebody else do his voice. Mm-hmm. So that'd be cool. I'm interested to check it out. It looks a lot 
darker. Like you were saying, it's definitely updated. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, if you're into that franchise, then give it a look. All right, and then you had something about a uh, reboot, huh? Yeah, so this one is interesting. So for those of you that are into horror video games, uh, Resident Evil is the biggest cornerstone of that of that type of genre video game, aside from maybe Silent Hill, uh, something along those lines. Uh, but Resident Evil kind of got off track with 5 and 6, and then they released Resident Evil 7, which is kind of a return to form for them, getting back to their horror roots and actually making a game that was legitimately scary. So, if you don't know, which I'm sure everybody does, uh, the spinoff of that into the film genre was not very scary. The first one had some good atmosphere to it, but they were definitely over the top. They were, I, I, they're a personal, personal guilty pleasure of mine. I really enjoy them, uh, but definitely more for just the ridiculous over-the-top set pieces and the characters than I do for it being a scary movie. Well, apparently, with the success of Resident Evil 7 and with the upcoming release of a re-release of Resident Evil 2 remastered, uh, they're going to be making a reboot of the Resident Evil movies. So it's going to be different set pieces, different characters, and it's directed by James Wan, so it's got some pedigree. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It's still very, in very early development, but uh, they with James Wan, he definitely wants to bring the scare factor back to Resident Evil, which would be interesting to see. You know, I I having a love affair with both of those franchises i really really hope that they do something different and something that warrants having a reboot you know yeah and i didn't know james Wan was doing it until you just mentioned it but i mean he does know how to make a house scary so yeah. if they go with the house route like isn't that how the first game starts off it's, like uh, it's a, a mansion, mansion right yeah. yeah so they i mean if, if anyone can do it i feel like he can do it or if they even if they went with Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Seven is based on like a comp, like a house and like this like really rural like bayou place, Te- Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, de- it definitely has that kind of Texas Chainsaw feel to it. So, like I said, more stuff in that vein. Like, like I would be cr- cool to see like a film, a film version of the Baker Family. That would be super cool. But I just hope they do something cool. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for more stuff. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the franchise too, even though I know that they are mostly bad. And we've yeah. talked a little bit about it. So I'd be interested to see whatever they're going to do. And mm. I mean, I'll say I'll be sad to see Mila go. Yeah. But I think that it's grown past her. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other news that we could mention is another long uh, horror series is they released a trailer for Leprechaun Returns. Yeah. And again, those ones kind of go into like the stoner comedy. Yeah. Uh, after the first, uh, I think like two. But this one is supposed to basically do what Halloween did and disregard everything after one. And this is a direct sequel to to one. I mean, we're not getting Leprechauns four in space. No. Boo. <laughs> or back to the hood. Boo. <laughs> But it's weird because they already tried to reboot this with like a serious, scary tone. Mm-hmm. That there's that Leprechaun, I think, Origins movie that came out that no one cared about. And now they're doing this one, but I think it's straight to video. And again, like with the Chucky franchise, they're getting rid of Warwick, mm-hmm. who again is, like, yeah. is that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like Robert Englund. Or- yeah. It's, it's regardless of how you feel about 
the over the top comedy and slapstick and uh, everything that exists in that, like I said, in that camp corner where where Chucky is at. Uh, Leprechaun is is a big staple in that group, and like I said, if you enjoyed those movies, it might be a little bit of a culture shock to not have that central force that's driving that film. I I just hope they get somebody who can fill the shoes and that they don't. I really hope, I really, really hope that they don't just make a regular person CGI'd into like a leprechaun. I, I don't, I, that's, it this doesn't work. Just, it needs to be another little person. You know, it's, cause it's just, it's weird. You get these weird uncanny valley characters and I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't, most people don't like seeing that. It's like that movie that Gary Oldman did where he played. Like a little person, yeah. it's like tiny toes. Or something. It's 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 wild. If you haven't seen that, he like puts his arms back to make himself look small. It's ridiculous. Oh, no. Anyway, so Leprechaun is yeah again. It's a direct continuation of the first story. So basically, Jennifer Aniston's character has a daughter, and now she's I think college aged, mm-hmm. and she's going back to the house, and it looks pretty fun. I'll yeah. say that it doesn't look scary, but it looks like there's going to be probably some laughs. I mean, definitely some laughs and some pretty, like, cool kills. Yeah. Like, stuff like, oh, that was gruesome, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm down for that, for sure. Yeah, and I think they are they know their audience. So. Well, and they, and they weren't, there was no way they were going to get good, good old old Jennifer Aniston back in the saddle on that one. They asked, and she said no. <laughs> don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hey, don't forget your horror roots, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, and that's all I had for news. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? There's one, one oh. more piece. And this one is a somber one. This one, this one hurt pretty bad. Um, uh, we, as you all know by now, we lost Stanley after 95 years of crazy creating things and coming up with some of the coolest characters and the coolest stories. You know, there it's hard to look at the at the comic book world and not see a thing that he's touched. Yeah, you know, whether it be by influence, whether it be by you know literally making the things himself. I mean. I mean, if you look at all of the Marvel movies up to this point, I mean, he's, you know, he's had his little stamp on it. You know, it's it's like he him putting his little stamp of approval every time you see him pop up and say Excelsior or or talk about how he, how he was in a previous Marvel movie in a different Marvel movie. Like it, it he's just a, a cool and fun guy, and I, I, I think I put this either on Twitter or on Facebook. I. Uh, I'm currently playing through the PS4 Spider-Man game, and I'm sure there's stuff on on Real for for whichever Marvel movie comes out next for him to have his cameo. But I think if they said the Spider-Man sequel will have his, it's gonna be his last one. Yeah, yeah. But it there was a really sweet, tender moment that he has in in that mo- in that game. You know, it being one of his last cameos, uh, basically. Uh, without trying to spoil anything, Peter and MJ are in a diner. Uh, Peter leaves to go be Spider-Man. And then as MJ is getting up to leave, uh, Stanley is the, the, like the proprietor behind the bar at the diner. And he's like, it's good seeing you two together again. You are always two of my favorites. And that, and thinking back on that now, just, it kills me. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's sad. I, someone texted me Mm -hmm. and told me about it and I was kind of floored. It's always weird when celebrities like that who are huge and so influential 
and essential to the stuff that we love, mm. like past. Like I, I got hit hard when like Alan Rickman and Bowie died. You know yeah. what I mean? And this one too, I was like, whoa. It's gonna be one of those things that when it passes, I'm probably gonna sit down and watch Marvel movies or something. You know? Yeah. Because he has had such an influence on that whole genre, like. Not even just like the comic books, but games and this huge cinematic thing that they're doing now with the movies, which has never been done. And now we're, what, 20-something? Movies in, yeah. It's, yeah. It's wild. And that's and that's just the Disney Marvel ones. That's not even in, like including... The, Ram, the Raimi trilogy and... Yeah, and he's been in, I think, almost every single one. I think, like, Logan was one of the only ones he wasn't in. There just wasn't like a that. place to put a cameo like that. Yeah. But even even that being said, like... He even did like cameos on like, like the Spider-Man cartoon and like like I mean he just he was so beloved and so full of life and he he was kind of like our our Mister Rogers he uh, way ahead of the curve as far as you know civil rights are concerned about how he felt people should be treated and that people should be equal. And he carried that on as a legacy. Like, you know, I mean, if you look at the X-Men, it's, it's an allegory for that. It's, you know, you have this group of people who are only different because something in their genetics says they're different, but they're still human and they're still people. And that those people should be respected just the same as, as you or me. And, I said that whole concept and just the way that he was very open and vocal about that was just, it was just something incredible to see, especially considering, I mean, this was, this was in like the, like the seventies, like that, like it's, it's a, that's a, that's a a rough time move. Yeah. It's a bold move. And I, and I, like I said, I don't think that my generation would be where it was at without him laying the groundwork. And I, like I said, I, if, if I were ever able to, to say anything to him, I mean, I just wouldn't be able to thank him enough for everything that he's done for for my life and for the lives that are around me. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, so let's so let's, I know that's heavy stuff there. Yeah, so. so let's pick it back up a little bit. Uh, so we're gonna yes. go and hop into some horror trivia uh, in order to try to get ourselves back in the uh, back in the swing of things to talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, hard to go from that to that. All right, cool. So, let's see. The random Trivial Pursuit horror card that I chose for you has quite a few good ones. Uh, we want to do a couple on this one? Yeah, let's do a couple. Here's, this one, This is a good one as well. Okay. This is from the paranormal category. In the Sixth Sense from 1999, what actor uttered the famous line, I see dead people. Haley Joel Osment. Oh, that is correct. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. All right, you want to go back? Let's go back and forth. You go ahead. All right. So this one, I think, is going to be a pretty easy one for you. Uh, What's the color? Yeah, it is a... Looks like gray, the second one. That's gore slash disturbing. <laughs> gore slash disturbing. I don't feel like the question is very gory or disturbing, but it definitely involves a franchise that is. Uh, at what university are the characters in Evil Dead students? I, uh, Ashford. <laughs> <laughs> Going to online school. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. That's tough. Michigan State University. 
That makes sense. I never would have got that. Well then, John, you're ahead by one. All right, let me give you a a weirdly worded one from the <laughs> monster category. Night of the Living Dead from 1968 was filmed in what type of monochrome form? <laughs> the, the monochromiest? I have no idea. Do you want to take a guess? I don't think I have one. Okay, you're going to beat yourself up because the answer is just black and white. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I told you, it was like, all right. Yeah, that question is, is very awkwardly worded. <laughs> all right, so the next one that I'm going to give you for this is... In Peeping Tom, Mark Lewis conceals his knife in what camera accessory? Dude, I've only seen parts of that. It's like when he kills with the camera, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know, the mic. It's actually close. It's the tripod. Ah. So it, it's... He folds it up like this, and then there's a an extension on one of the legs that's removed, and it has a blade on the end, and he'll stab <laughs> in as he's as he's uh, looking there. at you. You want to do another one? Well, yeah, let's do one more. Okay. This one's, again, from the gore and disturbing category from my end, though. In the Hellraiser series from 1987 to 1992, the Cenobites are what kind of creatures? Are they aliens? They are not. They are extra dimensional. That's (laughs) barely not aliens. Not terrestrial. (laughs) All right. The final one for me, uh, it's the orange pentagram one. That is paranormal. All right. Uh, In Insidious, what does Elise Rayner call the purgatory realm where Dalton Lambert is trapped? The further. It is indeed the further. I think we tied today. Yeah, tied one to one. All right, not very good for us. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So then, let's go ahead and jump into Thanksgiving. Yeah, jump into that turkey. Jump into that turkey. So, if you haven't seen this movie, basically, Thanksgiving is about a killer turkey. It's a puppet that stalks <laughs> a group of college kids that are just uh, on their way home for the holidays and. That's, I mean, that's it, right? Like, that's what the movie's about. (laughs) I mean, that's essentially the concept, yeah. So, basically, there's this Native American chief that uh, casts this curse over this particular area. Uh, Is it Crawberg? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was Crawberg. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's kind of a little bit of a, a fuzz, some of it, because we definitely drank a lot of beer that evening. But, so, there's this area... Uh, the Native American chief puts a curse on it, basically to have this turkey kill all of the white people. <laughs> so this concept is inherently ridiculous. Uh, you can definitely tell that it was made with the intention of being a ridiculous, you know, B movies. Not even, not even low enough for this. It is, it's a, a like a G movie. <laughs> Yeah, and we bashed on it pretty hard during the mm. viewing of it. So maybe let's talk about some stuff that works, I guess. Like, we know what we got into. We know mm. it's bad, intentionally bad, too. Yeah. So I guess some of the stuff that was weird but interesting that they did was the kills. Some of the yeah. kills were pretty violent and cool. So one dude gets his face peeled off 
And then um, worn like a mask. And then worn like, yeah. So there's there's always the other side to it where it's like, oh, that was a cool horror thing. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, Texas uh, Chainsaw style. Yeah, Very so Leatherfacian. I, I really enjoyed the scene where the sheriff and the and Turkey are just sitting there talking at the dinner table. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing, too, where it's like, when they see him, they know he's a turkey, but then they also treat him like he's a human. Yeah. <laughs> and just have conversations with him and give him rides and offer him, like, coffee. Yeah. I. Th- so this is what, I, what I'll say wholesale before we dig into, like, individual scenes and everything. While I knew that I wasn't going to necessarily like this as a movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it as an experience. Now, like I said, sitting down having some beers, enjoying it with friends, laughing at all the ridiculousness. It it achieved what it what it set out to do. It didn't intend to scare me. It intended for me to laugh at how ridiculous it was and enjoy myself and I feel like it 100% succeeded at that. I mean, that's I mean there it's one of the truest in advertising movies I've ever seen. I mean, it, on the box it says there's boobs in the first second and it it makes good on all of its promises. Like I said, it's not it's not meant to be something where you're terrified. It's meant to be something that you that has horror elements, but you also enjoy because it's stupid. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I I feel like everybody enjoyed it for that. I mean, it was something where we got we made fun of it, we laughed, we you know, but we were constantly like laughing, not just due to how ridiculous it was, but just how much fun we were having. And, and I, there's some good. One-liners that are actually oh, yeah. like legitimately funny. Yeah, they yes yeah, the we kept harp because they they reused it multiple times and we kept harping on the uh, the the harder to close than the Japanese Ramsey case. Yes, <laughs> and they make the same joke at least three times. Yeah, and <laughs> the third time was the best delivery <laughs> and the most funny because they because he completely miffed it. Just it was like uh, it was it was. It was the nerdy kid. Yeah, it was the nerdy kid. He was like, he was like, like, yeah, your legs are harder to close than John Benet Ramsey's, which is not the line, and is completely ridiculous. Yeah, it's also a little bit sad. Yeah, it's a little sad. But another cool thing that that movie does is it like that stuff where they're like, oh, let's just reuse these jokes, and they know that they're going to do that, and that works. And then you know, it's like. When you watch a movie and then you and your friends start saying lines from that movie and mm-hmm. they become funny in their own thing, they kind of do that with that line where it's like, oh, this is our little inside joke. And so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And another thing that this movie does is takes horror tropes and it's just like, yeah, this is what they are. They, like, they might as well be wearing name tags like Jock or and like Tramp and yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff where it's like, this is what that character is. I'm the nerd, you know, and they turn him to 11 and they let him be. Yeah. And, I mean, hey, you're getting that stuff anyway, so you might as well just put it out there. Yeah, you might as well just be uh, as upfront about it as possible. You get the good girl, you get the nerd, you get the jock, you get the, the promiscuous girl. And then you get the 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 doofy guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that part of it because mm-hmm. being fans of that genre, you like to see those typical tropes in there. And you even get, like, the final girl. Where it all yeah. comes down to that one part, the one person who the one the sole survivor kind of thing. Yeah, and so if it, it, like it hits all that stuff, which is what you want in a horror movie anyway, or what you're gonna get in a horror movie usually anyway. 
And so what they do is they just have fun with it. They mm-hmm. make fun of themselves, like you were saying, where since they recycle that joke, and then at the end they're like, dude, that's not funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, hey. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, I... I mean, like I said, there are a lot of things that you could, like, from an outsider's perspective, you could consider to be negative. Like, the casting was pretty terrible. I mean, they, they flat out just hired, like, like porn actors and actresses to act in the parts. And the line deliveries are really goofy and over the top. Oh, it's a bad movie. Oh, yeah, it is a very bad, <laughs> very bad made movie. But it has... Yeah. I'm surprised I'm even saying this. It has this charm about it. <laughs> like it's it's just it's so terrible that it's thoroughly enjoyable. And it's not it's further than like the so bad it's good territory. It's like we made a bad movie for you to love that it's a bad movie. Yeah, and a lot of movies like this will set out to make a movie and then it ends up being a bad movie unintentionally. Mm. And people will watch them because they're bad and say, oh, look at this. But this movie was definitely made to be bad. Yeah. And it is bad. And it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. because that's what they set out to. Like, here, we made this for you. For you and your drunk or stoned buddies. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Who just want to have a good time watching something silly. Yeah. And I think we did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said, long and the short of it. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I mean, it's a zero out of ten as far as quality is concerned. But yeah. but like I said, they set out to do something and they did that flawlessly. And I think that, like I said, I would I would revisit it again. It would need to be in those exact same settings. A lot of friends, a lot of alcohol, a lot of laughter. <laughs> those if I would, this is not a movie I would ever sit and watch by myself because I would just cringe. It's not it's not a movie that's entertaining to watch alone. Yeah. So if you feel like you need to watch it and you don't have anyone who's going to watch it with you, watch it with us. Our episode <laughs> on Thanksgiving, you just we count it down to the moment when we start playing it and just sync up the beats and have a good time with us. Smooth. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, I mean, maybe let's talk a little bit about, like, kills. Let's talk about some kills that we liked. For me, I really liked... The guy getting his face peeled off. I thought that was a good one. And then it adds for hilarious scenes after. Mm-hmm. But they actually show him laying there like without a face. Yeah. And although the effects aren't Savini, you know, great, but yeah, they're not they Savini. They're cool. not Nicotero, but they're <laughs> but they're they did a pretty good job. I mean, this is a shoestring budget, so they oh, yeah. they they made good with what they had, and they you know you could definitely tell where they put things because I mean the puppet itself is pretty terrible, but. <laughs> Like I said, the way that they did some of the gore was actually pretty all right. Um, I think there were some entrails at some point in time. Yeah. Um, and they did that pretty okay. What's one of the kills that you liked? That's tough to say because like I said I, I really enjoyed that kill as well. Um, but the the kill where he basically like turns himself into like a hallucinogen... And turns himself into what looks like a cartoon cooked and dressed turkey. And then the doofy guy eats him and then he blows him up from the inside. That was an interesting concept. Alien uh, style a little bit, right? Yeah, it had that it had that kind of vibe to it. It was a little less 
real looking than the face peeling and everything. <laughs> but it's still like, like I said, it was fun yeah. and it was like, oh shoot, like it was it was it it was exciting. But like I said, the whole concept of it being just like a poorly rendered cartoon turkey being eaten by a regular person in real life. It was ridiculous, but like I said, I, that's probably the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah, it was like a scene from Who Framed Roger Rabbit where you're getting these live-action people. Who Framed Roger Rabbit on, like, the lowest, lowest budget humanly <laughs> available. Before it was rendered or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Um, and I would say we should talk about the lines, but most of the good one-liners had a ton of swearing in that. Yeah, it, and I, for our regular episodes, we do like to try to keep it as as clean as possible, just so that way, if you people of all ages can listen to it, or you know, we're not worried about offending anybody. Um, yes, and that episode does contain a lot of explicit language, so if you do go back and listen to that bonus episode, then uh, be warned. Yeah, it's it's hard to quantify. The like anything other than the feeling you get from this movie, like I said, because it's the effects are probably the best part about it. The actual like character of Turkey is ridiculous and over the top. The voice acting for it was was entertaining to listen to, but it wasn't great. The acting performances were abysmally bad, but rightfully so. They were meant to be that way. Um, the set pieces were they they just went somewhere where they could shoot. That was it seems like it was guerrilla style, you know, shot with no budget. And like the whole concept of the way that Turkey works and the fact that they that they quote unquote killed him and then they tossed his dead corpse into a pool of radioactive material <laughs> and then he came back as a radioactive monster. It's oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and that movie doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> I I I feel like that's irrelevant to mm. <laughs> to say that about this movie, but even in that realm, like he just has a teepee on the side of the road, and then <laughs> and then there's just the there's just a bucket of radioactive material in the middle of nowhere a field, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so there's that too, and then he yeah he comes back as this like glowing green turkey but the the fact that he wore the sheriff's face over his face and then they believed it and they were like oh hi daddy <laughs> like it was oh the cut like but again hilarious it, like, that it was funny hysterical and they like the characters were all just oblivious to literally everything. They were just so dumb. But <laughs> it made it enjoyable to kind of like root against them. I and mean, we were like, they were like the reverse Scooby Squad. They were just like, just so bad. And it was, it was just fun. Yeah. I, I, I am half excited and half like not excited for next Thanksgiving. Because I'm sure we'll probably end up watching uh, Thanksgiving 3. Because <laughs> there is no Thanksgiving too. Yeah. So for anyone that's not familiar with this franchise, if that's what you want to call it, they decided to go ahead and make the sequel, the direct sequel to Thanksgiving, called Thanksgiving Three, which is very confusing. And I've come across people on Reddit that are like, "Hey, 
Just so everyone knows, there is no two. I spent half an hour looking for one. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I did the same thing because I was like, oh, there's a three? What happened to two? Yeah. And then there wasn't. And, uh, I mean, they promise you at the end of number one that there is going to be a sequel. And they say it's going to be in space. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that they deliver that promise in some form. I'm, three. I'm just hoping for part three two. I'm hoping for more shoestring budgets. I'm hoping for ridiculously terribly put together sets of spaceships. I, I I want that. I want that in my soul. I just want it to be just as bad and just as funny. I'd be interested to see if this one has that sequelitis too, where they're now they're trying mm-hmm. to make a bad movie. Just as much as they did the first time. Yeah. And that's going to be just a bad movie and not an entertaining bad mm-hmm. movie. So that'd be cool to check out. But I think that the third one was actually more poorly reviewed <laughs> than the first <laughs> one, which is saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it. I definitely wouldn't want to revisit it without a group of friends yeah. and some drinks. I'm ready to see the second one. The third one, whatever you want to call it, uh, just I'm gonna I'm gonna need I'm gonna need till till next Thanksgiving to be prepared for that because it there's no other reason to watch it. No, not at all. It is a Thanksgiving movie, and I guess it's a tradition that a lot of people do because, like I was saying, I was on Reddit and I was just scrolling through and it popped up. I was like, "Hey, it's that time of year. Time to watch Thanksgiving." <laughs> and and a lot of people are like, yeah, I do this too, I do this too. And I was like, yeah, I, I do it too. <laughs> so that will be cool. That's cool that there's like a community out there yeah. of people that are also into this ridiculousness. And now it has that cult following, which is – and most people don't know what it is. I mean, so so was this – this was originally uh, an ad, wasn't it? An ad in the Grindhouse movie? Or was there another turkey-based – horror film that was in the grindhouse i think that was ads. different yeah yeah because I, I remember there distinctly being that i'm, I'm, I'll look, I'm gonna look that up real yeah, quick. let's check it out let's, let's look it up john i know what you're talking about though because i feel like they stab it it's like i'm coming for dinner so yeah it is actually a different thing uh the uh thanksgiving grindhouse fake trailer was actually done by eli roth oh that's cool so i mean that would have been even more Rad if it was in that movie, but I think Thanks Killing came out before Grindhouse even. Um, I'm not totally think, sure. Though. So I think Thanks Thanks Killing came out in 2009. Grindhouse was 2007. Ah, so uh, technically it predates the existence of Thanks Killing, but I'm sure they were. It was already in the works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that I think this this kind of a discussion definitely opens up the topic of potentially doing some more ridiculous over the top terrible movies because uh, there's some ones on my list that like i said i really want i really would like to sit down and watch with a group and discuss just because there there are some really really bad like like what it, what even convinced you to do this type movies yeah almost like wh- who gave you the money who financed that it yeah. had to be out of pocket <laughs> But yeah, I think that if you enjoyed that episode where we watched it, let us know and we can try to do more episodes like that as part of a bonus thing or maybe as part of the regular uh, series and you can't hear it super well. So I don't know if people like that where you can hear it if you want to. 
so that might be easier to follow along. But I mean, that was just an experiment for us mm-hmm. and something fun and a little bonus episode for you guys. So, I mean, definitely let us know what you think and how you thought it sounded. And if you're into it, what we could do more so that, I mean, we would love to bring you more content like that. Yeah. Cause it was, it was fun for us. Yeah. It was a lot of fun <laughs> to do. I mean, I would even be down to do it if, if no one's listening to it. <laughs> just for us. Yeah. I won't even record. I'll just tell you we're recording. <laughs> like, like, yeah, for sure. We're totally recording. It's totally turned on. The computer's not even plugged in. Well, that is going to be it for our discussion on Thanksgiving. want to thank everyone for listening. If you want to reach us, you can do that by email at wordsforweirdos at gmail.com. You can check out the website for the show, which is wordsforweirdos.com slash porcelainpeak. And you can find us on... The Instagram. Which is just... At wordsforweirdos. Perfect. So again, thanks for listening, and next week we are going to be doing some shameful sci-fi misses, stuff that we are ashamed that we have missed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, get prepared to hate both of us a little bit on some of these. <laughs> this is Some of these are pretty bad. but Especially for people that consider themselves like horror sci-fi movie buffs. Yeah, it's definitely something where once we get these out into into the into the into the ether (laughs) it's going to be something where we will definitely have to sit down watch some of these and discuss them but yeah i like i said this is probably the most fun about this podcast for me is that it's given me an opportunity to to look back at some of the stuff that i haven't seen uh, and revisit it it gives me an excuse and uh already i've seen some really great movies that i would have missed out on otherwise and i am very appreciative of that yeah, me too. So again, um, next week, Shameful Misses. If you want to share some of your Shameful Misses with us, mention them, go ahead and do that. And if not, then we'll see you next week. Peace. A Hyperforge Alpha Network production.